Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast. Every two weeks, we watch an anime. We come together on this podcast. We talk about it. We turn discussion over to our audience, the few of you who exist. <laughs> and then we listen back to your comments as you carry on the discussion that we stumble through awkwardly, making the name of the show make sense once you listen to us. Uh, to do this, I have the help of my co-host. We have... The chicken dinner to my PUBG, Jeremy. Isn't that that's what you get when you win, right? I've heard yeah. about that. The winner, winner, chicken dinner, yeah. Winner, chicken dinner. Nice. Cool. What's the consolation prize? Is there one? Uh, you get to play again. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's first place or nothing in most battle royales. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, How you been yeah. Doing? doing good. <laughs> Just very exhausted. Had to actually increase... Uh, um, amount of, of, of regular work I was doing the last few weeks. So didn't really have much time to do anything. Actually had to watch the anime today for that reason. So, <laughs> so real deep thoughts coming from Jeremy from yep. like the toilet break he had between yep, watching. Yep. yep. Been ruminating on him for <laughs> a real long time. <laughs> All right. And we also have the floss to my Fortnite. Jason, how are you? <laughs> is that the butt floss move yeah we that was most, we are mostly oh. an audio podcast but i'm sure that joke landed Listen, very well my orange justice is spot on so i don't want to hear <laughs> how are you jason uh been pretty good um i my life's been consumed again with more minecraft so i'm sure troy will just love to hear more of that um, i got questions <laughs> go for it <laughs> What's your new mod? <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, this is all I'll say about it. Okay, um, I've and this is only going to apply to the modding nerds of Minecraft, um, which I am proudly one of. Uh, if you have not gone through Thomcraft, Batania, or Astral Sorcery, uh, highly recommend because they are fantastic mods. Anyways, Sweet. my life's been consumed with it. <laughs> Any new TV shows? Any any movies? Books? I I I just well, I Reading? mean, I've been watching a lot of political content, but yeah, I'm sure no one okay. wants to hear about that. Yeah, this no, show. we do not. <laughs> on this podcast, that would like be the one worst. podcast that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we would need to add another baka if we, we did that. Baka yeah. baka baka my, baka. My my life is filled with Minecraft and politics all on the same day. So here we go. Ooh. There's not a lot else to do. Let's put it that way. Oh, I did get a bidet, but I'm sure no one wants to hear about that either. <laughs> you already told me way too much in, in a private chat, and I'm just I'm done. Tiny oh. boot shower. <laughs> All right. My, my name is Troy. Uh, I watched a movie that melted my brain. I watched The Lighthouse. Finally, um, it, it's a it's a new movie. With Robert Pattinson and... Is it William Defoe? William Defoe, thank you. 
but they shoot it in black and white in like a tiny square ratios to make you feel the closeness of the the, the claustrophobia of just being in a tiny house stuck on an island. And they do stuff with the script that make you think you're insane because, like, you'll see a series of events and then the characters will talk about it and they'll describe the events wrong, and but none of the characters disagree that they got it wrong. And you're like, no, you chase after him with an axe. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Um, uh, it, it's The whole thing is trippy and weird, and it's made from the director who did The Witch. And A24 is the production company, and they also did Uncut Gems. They're doing really cool, like, we're not going to fit the mold we're just gonna do wild crazy projects that are fun um so that was a good movie how's defoe's acting in that because i can just imagine he's one of the most perfect actors for that movie. william defoe was great and robert pattison is great i i've oh. forgiven him for sparkly vampirism that's not, <laughs> i i'm i'm excited to see what he does with the batman uh, i the stuff he was willing to do to himself in this movie um i also don't watch it with your kids it is not for children. Not for children. <laughs> when you say The Witch, are you talking about Blair Witch? No, it, it, he made a movie called The Witch. And just like this, it's a period piece, but it uh, gets very surreal and very trippy and, and with witches in the woods and talking goats. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, it's good. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, started Umbrella Academy season two, but I'm only two episodes in. But it's still great, man. That kid actor who plays five, he's he's just I, so good. I'm like, you are the oldest person in the room every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I did actually. I forgot that I did actually get to watch some of that. We're on like episode eight. Oh, Tanya's right. been been playing it. Yeah, in the evenings. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I have to go. I have to watch it with my wife. She's been working nights mostly, so it's like few chances to watch it with her. So yeah, we're only two episodes in. But let's yeah. move on. Definitely like the first season more. You finished Last of Us too, didn't you? I did, and I give it high reviews, and I'm sure nobody else cares but me. <laughs> I, me. I, I cried. <laughs> I haven't even played it. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I cried at the end. Uh, that was good. All right, let's go on to the anime. We watched uh, Tower of God. This is uh, a first for our podcast because this is – one of Crunchyroll's new webtoons that they have turned into an anime webtoons are, I believe, like amateur made, but but still popular. Kind of like it'd be like a movie company making a movie from a popular YouTuber, right? Is that why the art was different, or was that a deliberate decision to match the web comics art? Do we know? Both. So my daughter watched this with me. She's the expert on the the comic. So I asked a few questions like that. She did say. The art style of the comic eventually changed to be like this. It wasn't like this during this time of the, the comic. Um, but yeah, it is going for a very 80s look, mm. which is honestly one of the reasons that drew me to it. When I first saw it, a trailer for it, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen like an 80s looking anime like um, Galaxy Railway. What was those, those older ones um, that had that kind of art style? And I thought it was pretty. Yeah, but. Let's before we get into spoiler territory, let's go to our non-spoiler review. Uh, Jason, what'd you think of it? It was entertaining. Um, I had fun with it, but I didn't find myself pulled into the world. Um, it was, I'll have to say, it's high concept. It's actually 
really interesting and a good pull. It's one of the reasons I wanted to choose it. Um, I just don't think that the execution was there, uh, but it was a fun ride. So if you find yourself watching it, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Jeremy, what did you think? I really liked it. Um, I, I thought that the main character was maybe a little bit bland, but um, I don't know. The, the world was really interesting to me. And when it concluded, I am super curious about where the story is going. So it definitely hooked me. Uh, it's 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 a show. I and mean, it is a shonen, right? I, I never check. I'm sorry. Okay. It feels like a shonen. Just watching how, how much combat there is in it and, and how much, you know, become a man there is in it. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that it's a shonen and... And it hooked me more than I would have expected of a shonen. Um, so, yeah, pretty Did cool. Did you give anyone else Hunter x Hunter vibes? Yes, totally. We were both talking about that. Tanya watched the whole thing with me, and she was like, it's not quite as gory and violent, but it's it's a very Hunter Hunter. I I haven't seen Hunter Hunter yet. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you, you wouldn't it. like it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I got to the end and I was like, man, that was not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not super fond of the main character, uh, other than the, the plot he serves. Um, I think the world is really cool. I also don't think it's fully thought out, but it's hard to know because they play a lot of cards close to the vest all the time. And I think they may maybe go a little too heavy on that. Uh, there's there's times where they're like, here's a twist, but it's like, but you never told us that was a rule of this world, so that's not really a twist. You just didn't let me figure it out. But all right, um, I will say though, while there's too many moving parts in my experience, I really enjoyed watching it. The only caveat I had to add is I, I had a. a co-person watching it with me and which i usually don't with anime so that gave me the ability to talk it out and and you know theorize and and play around while we were watching it where usually i'm just taking notes and all by myself and like man i wish jason and jeremy wouldn't wait till the last two days to watch this so i could talk to someone <laughs> i'm kidding um but yeah usually this is what this keep, is about i have to internalize <laughs> everything and just hold it in i got to like play and enjoy the anime while i watched it um, so that might have a bit of a, I just wanted to be clear on where my subjective opinion might be coming from, but I was very entertained and enjoyed the ride. Uh, it's just whenever I sit down and start like thinking about the things, I'm like, that didn't make sense to me, but all right. <laughs> all right. Um, before we go to spoiler section, let's do the OP and the outro. And I, I should mention, I watched the dub. So the intro song is in English for me. Which uh, is not the case if you watch the sub. No, I got it in Japanese, I think. Yeah. Um, I also watched dub because uh, I'm a heretic. But uh, <laughs> you do not uh, have to apologize. When Johnny Young Bosch voices a character, it's okay to watch the dub. He's one of my favorite. He's bashed the Stampede, man. Uh, and he was, oh, he was. He was doing it? Yeah, and he was bomb. And I've never heard his voice that high. It took me a bit because I'm like. That sounds kind of like Vasha Stampede. It kind of sounds like Ichigo, but his voice is really high. Um, but yeah, it is. It is Johnny Young Bosch. Um, yeah, it, I I love that intro song. The visuals of the intro are fantastic. The only thing that was off putting is that CGI bird in the very beginning. If, it, if 
<laughs> just something off about that bird. But besides the bird, everything I loved everything else about the OP. Um, the outro was okay. Um, I like the song. Um, the visual didn't really add much to the story, uh, but it yeah. I I really like the intro. I actually have it. I have both the intro and outro on Beat Saber. I didn't know that's what they were until we watched this. Oh. Very series. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it in the Korean and Japanese versions. So yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not hundred percent sure whether it was Japanese or not, but I think it was, um, it must've been, but, um, yeah, I really liked it. I loved how the, uh, the art was for the intro. I mean, you really get the sense that the main character is just, he's carrying a really heavy burden and he's not, not doing good. He's not happy. He's depressed, um, from the intro. At least that's what I got from it. And then, but from the outro, yeah, like you say, Jason, it's really weird. Like, you see one of the other characters who is important, very important to the story. But, like, I don't know, it, it almost doesn't fit the story. I'm super confused by its application. Even after seeing the whole thing, I'm like, I think I can kind of see where it is, but, hmm, don't want to spoil anything. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'll give it that. Did, did I mention that I don't like that bird? Yep, you did. Yeah, you, 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 uh, I, I was super into the intro. I, it makes sense now, now that I know that there's different versions. Because when I first heard it, I'm like, wow, they wrote an English-only version of an intro. I've never heard that before. But I'm like, but it does have that translated feel to it, which, you know, dub songs do. They just, like, the words aren't quite, like, they weren't meant for that. And I, so I actually was like, man, did Nate wants to battle write the song for this anime? Is that something they did since it was a webcomic? Um, but I, re- I was really into it, especially when the, you know, the beat drops and it gets all serious. And no, it was cool. Uh, the outro, I don't have many thoughts on. I didn't skip it or go out of my way to, to miss it or anything. So it was enjoyable. All right. Now for the, the meat and potatoes. Let's go to our spoiler section. So if you have not seen uh, the first 13 episodes, and it is 13 episodes, I believe we said to watch 12, but it's 13. Uh, If you haven't seen it, spoilers are coming. You've been warned. So here we go. We're going to start off with talking about the tower itself, because both that will frame what's happening in this story. And I think it's worth talking about because it is such a big part of this story. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong, and I I Wikipedia this. The tower... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is it's huge uh it's not like just a building and it's you got to think of it like its own world in another world um those who live in it on the outside of the tower or the outer edges of it that's where people live and the higher you are the better your class is the, the better your life is um and then in the middle is a testing area where you can if you are chosen you get to take these grueling tests and you can go up a level and improve your life and there are those who try to get all the way to the top. And if you get to the top, you get a wish granted, um, as far as I know. Um, and each level is about the size of North America, is what I read. So it is it is ginormous. And there's all kinds of different species in it. Uh, and at the top is supposedly God, whose name is Jihad. And if you get to him... Jihad. All right, <laughs> Remember dub? They pronounced it. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the dub, it was very clearly jihad. <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical. Okay. Yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, when you're an American and you're hearing the words bomb and jihad over and over, yes. it's like 
<laughs> That's just confusing. Focus. Um, but yeah. So your guys' thoughts on the tower itself and how it plays into this world. Um, what do you guys I, think? I think if you watch... Uh, it, it's interesting that I get that information from you about the size and scope of this world. Uh, and that the tower is not a tower of just small levels, but it's an action. It sounds like you're going through dimensions almost, the way you describe it. Um, you don't get that context watching the anime face value. Um, or at least I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, be, it, at least the size and scale you're talking. Um also, like, because they're talking about everybody is within the tower, um, th- there's just the, the outside of the tower is touched on very, very little within the story. So I don't have a sense of contrast between inside and outside. Uh, and, and that was kind of tough to connect with the characters that came t- within the tower because they had such a terrible past outside the tower. Uh, you know, in, in a good example of a good contrast would be uh, uh, Dorohedro, where we had the bad world and the good world, or, well, <laughs> good world. Um, but we, we got a sense of what the differences were. I didn't get any sense of that in this story. Um, so the towers are still a little confusing to me, but it it's an interesting hook as for the characters as far as uh, motivation because everyone has their own reason for trying to get to the top um and i do like that some characters they will maybe state that motivation but they're really lying to everyone around them and themselves and i i think that's that's an interesting way to play some of these characters um but yeah i just i didn't get a good uh, attachment to the characters for their motivations of why they were trying to get away from outside the tower when I didn't have any context of what was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a similar idea from what you described, Troy. Like, for instance, there's there's times where uh, one of the characters, Rachel, is talking about how she wants to see the stars, right? And that seems like something that she would have seen because she's running around in grasslands, right? She's looking up at a sky. But then you find out that that's not really a sky. It's an illusion. And that's not just inside the interior of the area where they are. That means that she's never seen the stars because that must have been an illusion for her too, which means that she's still inside the tower, even if that's like outside the tower gates. So then I was like, wait a minute. So all of this is part of the tower. This isn't a world. This is like a space station or something. Like we're talking about like a a Dyson sphere or a, uh, you know, some kind of weird, super advanced sci-fi thing, or like you said, Jason, some kind of dimensional thing. And then seeing that there's these buildings that are actually floating up in the sky over these grasslands, and that that's where commands are coming from. And sometimes they'll have tests take place out in these fields, which I I would have thought, well, did they take them outside? No, they're still inside the tower grounds. They're still, they're still inside that tower testing area specifically. Um, but where I think my interpretation differed from what you described, and um, I'm probably wrong since you checked it out on Wikipedia, but or in the wiki, but um, I got the impression that if you didn't make it up, you just went back to where you were. And I, I didn't get the impression that 
that there that when you got up to the next level, you would be able to leave and then be out in a, a new stratus of society because you're on a higher level. I, I got the impression that everybody was coming in at level one and had to climb the tower. And then when you got out, you just went right back because we do see a couple characters or at least one character for sure that we know of who's like, I if I go back out, you know, I got to make something of my life. She didn't seem happy that she was going to be, you know, maybe having better opportunities because she was in a higher level. Well, she's um, only gone up one level if she even started at the base. Sure. But, but you're, you're right. And, and I hope I'm not over inferring from what I write because I don't think it's explicitly stated the rules of like when you're out, do you get to exit on the floor you're on? Do you have to yeah. go back to the start? Do every te- tester have to come from the bottom? I don't think that's true because I think we see characters at a certain level who are like, I'm going to start climbing the tower. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to them and what that all means. So I, I don't know the rules of the, the tower climb. Can yeah. anybody climb it at any? Well, no, you have to be invited. We know that. Unless you're an irregular. Unless you're an irregular. Which we'll talk about when we get to the bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. But but you do seem to be able to quit. Yep. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if you, if you, it didn't seem like anyone was dragging her back down either, though. No. Which led me to believe that when you leave, you just, like, there's only one stratus of actual outside the tower is the impression I got. I didn't get the impression that there were different levels outside. Here's the one that really blew my mind. Uh, One of the later tests, we have a clan of barbarian goblins running around Mm. in the testing grounds. Yeah. Do they realize they're on the tower <laughs> and they're in the testing grounds? Are they specifically they designed for the testing grounds? Is there a civilization that just cropped up there and they're like, ah, we'll use it for tests? Wildlife conservation. Barnacle goblins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, any other thoughts on... Uh, I guess I should probably give a little bit of my thoughts. Um, I guess really what we've said is just that while I have theories, they're more theories from lack of information than provided information. And I do think some of the stuff we're presented with is a little contradictory. My biggest thought is this started out with out being fully thought out. And now they're kind of scrambling to, to keep pace with their own story. And that the world building is kind of on the fly and isn't quite clicking it isn't quite long it's like a puzzle piece that fits but doesn't actually go there uh, it is is the feeling i always get when i look at the world building of this and and well i'll point out some of the issues i have and, and again they're not issues that ruined it for me at one point i just kind of decided like i'm fine with it it's fine i really just kind of want to see what they it wants to tell me and what these characters do and, and i and what is this tower but i just in the back of my mind i'm always like this doesn't really make a ton of sense. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we meet our main character who his name is bomb. And I, I'm so mad at you guys for not noticing this in the end of the first episode in the end credits, they list the, all the characters names, which is very thing. Thank you. Cause when I'm trying to write character names down, I don't know how to spell, especially during English dubs. And so when you put them in the credits, I can be like, Oh, I spelled bomb wrong. It's spelled bam. But he's called the 25th bomb in the credits, only in the credits. Nope. Never in the anime. Nope. In the anime. And you hammered us for like three days. Is he, is he called it in the anime? Yeah. If you look when the, when they're showing their, uh, how they're laid out when they're planning for the class team A and team B, um, in the subtitled version, it has 
the 25th BAM uh, written over. And so I was assuming that that was a direct translation of whatever was written in uh, Japanese. Okay. Kanji or whatever. And if that's the case, does that mean Bomb knows that he is the 25th? Yeah, because they would have, you know, it's in his name on the board. Yeah, so everybody yeah. Would know. But we still don't know what it means. Anyway, okay, so our main character, Bomb, <laughs> his, his, his little story is basically he lived underneath the tower? Underground? Underground somewhere. Underground in an out, somewhere? outer outer section because it's he's not inside the tower grounds. So okay. he's... We'll get to that. Um, okay. And then uh, a young girl found him. Um, she taught him, like, he has no memories. She taught him everything she knew, but she kind of got sick of him following him around. And she's like, hey, I'm leaving for the tower. And so his wish is, man, I just want to be with her. And so he gets pulled into the tower. And, and so this is his journey to climb the tower to be with the girl he cares about. It is not necessarily a romantic love to me it really strikes me as a parental love it reminds me of a child who doesn't realize their parents suck but they love them anyway <laughs> that's the love i see from from bomb um, but what are you guys thoughts on bomb bomb was frustrating to me uh, there were two sides to him right there was the cool like latent power something going on with him let's learn more about how he's connected to this place because like when he has these like explosions of what's th this magic power they have called Shinzu um, everyone else's is blue but when he goes like nuts he his turns orange and almost fireish it, that's cool like I want to know more about that the other half is this dude that's a doormat that's continually looking for this girl that obviously wants nothing to do with him and uh he doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> um, uh, even when things go bad for him at the end, he's still like, yeah, I want to be with her. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to be true. with you. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I interpreted the ending a little differently. If we're talking about oh, okay. 13, well, yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's, he struck me as a, really bland protagonist and uh i had a hard time attaching to him as a character that i cared about hmm. so for me i found him really interesting because hey that's just my it's the thing i love where the character is clearly not human um and trying to understand his place in the world that's cool um for me but i was super curious about you know this relationship with rachel because he's so enamored by her, and I, I did see exactly what you're describing, Troy. Where it's not a it's not a um, uh, relationship where you know he's interested in in sex or romance or anything. He there's there's moments where it shows, and she's petting him like a dog, you know, patting his head, and he's sitting there as happy as can be. And that is exactly what I saw in him, uh, just like how you described with children. I, I saw the the loyal dog, and. Um, and that's all he wanted to do is protect her all this time. The, the whole anime, this whole season, it's about him trying to protect her, to find her to protect her. Um, and to me, that was in its own way compelling because his simple-minded approach is a, is a bit endearing to me. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely bland, but since I saw him as a dog in that way, it kind of fit. <laughs> he doesn't have to have a lot of personality for me to be like, this is... That's really cute. He's adorable. Okay, I get it. I see where they're coming from. 
Plus, he also uh, facilitated the lack of information a little bit better for me in the sense of like when the anime didn't drop explanations for everything and it had a lot of mystery and that just made sense to me because this is his story, right? We're supposed to be seeing it through his perspective. So we're going to be missing key pieces and we're going to probably misunderstand them and not see them. So I guess that's how I explained it away was because of Bam's character, um, the kind of person he was, but his growth. And I do hesitantly say that because it's entirely theoretical based on that last episode, whether or not he grows, um, but his growth to me is really cool because of the the catalyst. And I don't want to give it away yet, but, um, you know, he gets what what happens. This is what happens when you're too loyal and you don't think. <laughs> oh, my thoughts on Bob. So I would I, I started 100 percent in Jason's camp. He is. I don't think he's interesting. He's, he's very pure-hearted. He's very good character, and he's very obviously loyal to someone who is not caring about him, and and that's kind of hard to root for. Like his whole goal is to go turn back into a lapdog, and it's hard to get behind that. But I kind of forgave all that because he, because of his pureness, mostly thanks to memory loss. Um, <laughs> he makes every other character interesting when he encounters them. Cause every other character has been jaded by this horrible world of the tower by betrayal and backstabbing and every, almost every character we see backstory. It's like they had horrible stuff and they've been ruined. And now they're on this murderous path to climb to the tower and they run into this pure hearted guy who doesn't want to do it. And he changes all of them. And he starts their character arcs. He was interesting to me because of that. I don't really care about him. But he's important to the story uh, enough that he makes everything else about the story interesting, not let alone the mystery of him. Um, I, I buy that. I actually like that a lot. That because that's true. He, uh, a lot of the other characters are way more interesting because they ran into him. Right. Mm-hmm. So while I'm not like man, best character ever in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm fine with him being there, and he works for for that purpose. He is no Gator Man, though. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> uh, we, we should also explain he is an irregular, which we find out. So anyone who lives in the tower and takes a test is called irregular. But every once in a while, someone from outside the tower gets in and gets into the test. And those are called irregulars. And apparently that is a horrible thing to happen. Um, if you have access to the magic of this world without a contract, that's terrible. Um, a great calamity will befall. And yet bomb is an irregular that is climbing this tower that is very important to the plot that's very important to everything my question what i don't understand is he was with another character when he got pulled in and she's not an irregular she was in the exact same location as him so let's talk about her her name uh, well, is Ray. <laughs> i i gotta clarify uh, one thing um and that is that with regulars it's that they're invited by the guy who guards the entrance to the tower, basically. Like, he goes yeah, out and they, extends a hand, basically. But they do have to be from inside the tower. Um, yes. I don't... Well, I mean, isn't everything... Wait a minute, though, because they're living outside the tower. Like, they're in the tower, but it's the outer area of the tower where everybody lives. Yes, but he's from outside of that. Nope, because they're, they can't see the stars, which means that they're still inside the outer area of the tower. Right. It's just that he wasn't invited. That guy didn't show up to bring him in. That's all that the difference is. The irregulars, ir- ir- irregulars are 
uh, yes, they were not invited, but they also have to come from outside the tower. Mm, that's not how I understood it. Is that what the wiki said? So maybe he was outside the tower before he lost his memory. And then by the time he made his way yeah, in, and, and maybe I'm wrong because, like, like I said, it it's kind of weird that Ra- again this character Rachel we need to talk about. Uh, she was literally side by side with him, got yeah. pulled in, and is in no way an irregular. She's a regular, so she's from the tower, so, according to what I how I understand it. Here's um, a question: um, Was she pulled? Be in careful by, if you. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. If you look up regulars and irregulars, be careful. There is a spoiler in there. That okay. will kind of ruin the conspiracy of the plot that I'm going to try not to comment on, because uh, I think uh, it 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 spoiled me. Even though it's not like an official, hey, this is the plot, but I think someone from a, the comic readers added it to the wiki. Um, Jason, sorry, one more time. Is is Rachel, or was she pulled in by mistake? Because that's what it kind of makes it seem. That's like. what he because says. When what when she says. shows up, he's like. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, I think that now that's open for interpretation. I don't believe it in the slightest. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think Bomb is a tool, and Rachel is the tool to control him. Oh, that okay. And do you, you think he wanted both of them to kind of disrupt stuff? Okay, that that's that's an interesting idea. Well, but if they're both irregulars, then he didn't invite them. He's just making use of tools that showed up. If they're irregulars. Looks like we're hitting on uh, certain conspiracy <laughs> plots. But but here's something that's interesting, because I, I did I did see what you're talking about with the uh, um, the wiki as far as like the inside and outside. And it does state clearly that in the outside, the stars are visible. So where they were, where he was with Rachel is not the outside. That's the middle slash outer. So if he is from outside, it has to be what Jason was suggesting, where he was from outside originally but not, he wasn't necessarily pulled from there in this instant. That's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, uh, again, the, 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 you could theorize so much. Like, like <laughs> at one point, I was like, oh, he's God, and just for, like, funsies, sent himself to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's hard to know, because, again, they, they played very, everything very, very close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Best? Doesn't matter. Best chest. Um, Rachel, what did you guys think of Rachel the character? Amazing. Amazing character. I was so curious about what her motivations were and what the explanations for her behaviors were. There were there were times when we were first introduced, reintroduced to her in the tower, and I was like, oh, I see what's going on. Okay, I can plot the trajectory of this. He's the, you know, he's getting all the attention. Everybody loves him and she's all alone by herself in the dark. And so she's going to get jealous of him. Sure. Okay. So that's where this is going. Nope. That's not where it was going. It was not, not anything like that. Um, I mean, it, it had a flavor of that, but that's not what the issue was. There was a whole nother reason for her behavior. And so seeing that all play out to me, she was fascinating because she wasn't, we, we were given his perception of her for so long and it was just so concrete in his mind and yet it didn't match what we were seeing through the anime and to finally find out at the end who she really is and what she's really like was just it was so satisfying to me i i think rachel's the closest thing in this anime to a antagonist yeah um 
because there's there's really no real villains in this anime. I mean, all the people that do terrible things are either doing it for some sort of reason, or it's the rules of the game, or they're in the capacity of some sort of, you know, official duty of this tower, right? They might have some bad motivations, but they're they are executing their duties, right? Um, Rachel just is a bad person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, I really did like that, that that was kind of the twist, right? Um, and how that affects your entire memory of all the way up. Like, you watch the last two episodes, and then you get to clash with what you're shown versus the previous 11 uh uh, episode, yep. so that was cool. I did, I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. She's she's um, she's horrible, but in a very compelling way. <laughs> and, and the fact that she is horrible and not, hey, we made her the super nice, awesome girl. Um, the fact that he spends all this time like we're not going to betray each other, we're not going to betray each other, and yet the person <laughs> he idolizes is like the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, very interesting. Um, the part I wish that horrible really... things upon her. <laughs> the, the part that really cemented the like antagonist part for me is she's looking out that window and she starts cackling yes! with the crazy look yes! in her eyes, and I'm like, oh yes! my god! Uh-huh. No, nothing quite like someone who's supposed to be paralyzed jumping up and down next to the wheelchair <laughs> as they celebrate yes. their victory. It's like, oh, that is full villain. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right, so um, this first episode, we it's very hard to understand what we're seeing because, you know, he's chasing her. He tackles her. She disappears into red flowers. Um, as she says, she has to climb the tower. She has to see the stars. And then he is in the tower, and he's faced with the character Hendon. Herdon? He looks like a rabbit, but what you think is his eyes is actually just, just giant mouthful of jaws but he this this rabbit guy is the both the caretaker and the ad, admitter into these into the climbing of the tower rules and he he tells he's also like a god isn't he well he's not god because he's not the god of the tower the but he's like a god but yeah he's he, probably he's probably another ranker i, I think he's more than that i think he's more yeah i i, 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 yeah, I think he's much more than a ranker gifts from king jihad so a, a lot happens basically he's he's like hey yeah you want to chase after that girl which is so weird when she ends up behind him in the test yeah that's what i thought <laughs> that, yeah. blew, that blew my mind like wait she's behind him is time yep. travel happening um and again oh, okay no don't don't get so i thought All there right. were maybe different entrances but yeah go on so He's like, hey, you have to go into this cage with this monster in this water. And we find out water is actually really important in this world. Basically, magic and water are the same thing. The magic, the, the mana is, is like a magic water. It's called Chatsu. And he's like, yeah, you go in there and you pass the, and you have to pass a test. Meanwhile, this random girl and this guy dressed in like soldier uniform shows up. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, this is kind of weird what's going on here. Hey, do you want to borrow this sword of mine? Um, and she gives him this black sword and he's like, "Yeah, fine." And so he goes inside and the test is you have to let you ha- you can't be scared to die 
So you have to let the monster eat you, then you can kill it from inside, which he does. And then he, they're like, that's not the actual test. The actual test is you have to break this ball. So he goes to it, and he tries to hit it, and nothing happens. And he has to ask the sword for strength. And a woman with long flowing blonde hair comes out, and she talks to him. And basically he's like, yeah, I'll help you. And she carries him up to the next level of the tower. And there's more actually that's even happening than now, except for this girl who showed up is like, oh, crap, my sword. We're going to have to go follow that. <laughs> so yeah. she starts having to make her way up the tower through like backdoor routes that are apparently built yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it, it, This is another theory of mine. Uh, the princesses of Jihad, which we'll get into, which is who this Yuri girl is. Um, I think they all have this weird, strange attraction to Bomb, like, for some reason. He's so handsome. And I don't think that's the only thing. Like, yeah, they do mention that. But, I yeah. like, for some reason, he gets them to do things or give him things basically based on his look. Including the sword. The sword's like, yeah. you're kind of hot, so yeah. I'm going <laughs> to <help> you. <laughs> yep. Um, so he he wakes up. Um, in the second test, and he's basically in this giant field, and you have if if you're in the test, you have a little black ball that's like a it's like your iPhone. It can do stuff for you. It can count your money, put on timers, lets you know what the clock is for the test. They're basically giving time. There's 400 testers, and they have to reduce it to 200. So it becomes this battle royale, um, and like we see a warrior jump out and then an archer kills him. And then a sniper kills the archer. Um, and we see a blue haired man with a briefcase, uh, walking around and he's pulling, he'll pull knives out of his bag. And we see this giant gator man, um, who smells powerful weapons that he wants to defeat. Cause he believes that makes him stronger. <laughs> and they all three converge while bomb is getting ready to attack this multi-eyed what I assume will eventually be a chef someday because that's what they all <laughs> seem to be doing. Um, the, the other two arrive. And so we meet these other two characters, the blue haired man. His name is Aguero Kuhn. Um, he is kind of our secondary protagonist. This is really where I started getting Hunter Hunter vibes yeah. uh, because he's like the, I, I don't know character names Killin anymore. Killick or, or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. He's the white haired guy with a skateboard who shows up and is like, Hey, I'll yep. be your best friend. And, and maybe I'm not trustworthy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do you guys think of Kuhn? Um, I really enjoyed Kuhn. Uh, I was super into his backstory. I love his schemes. And a lot of his plans did not feel... It, it's cool because th- this is probably one of the places the story really excels at, excels at storytelling. Because nowhere did I feel, oh, that was deus ex machina or, oh, you know, it just happened to work out for. No, they earned every one of his like executions of his plans um, to succeed. And not only did that show him to be like a smart character, but again, with the whole bomb showing up and making other characters more interesting, he grows tremendously because of gaining this attachment to bomb. And, you know, due to his backstory of betrayal, there's even a one point where he looks into Bomb's eyes and he's like, do I really want those eyes to feel the same betrayal that I did? Um, and, yeah, that, that connection between those two characters is really great to watch as well. Um, 
and I just I really want to know more about his backstory, which we get little flashes of, which are really great. I think you know the him coming from a royal family uh, and being an outcast. And then, like you know, his story continuing. I, I'm at the, I'm way more interested in him as a protagonist than I am Bomb. All right, Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, pretty much all the same things. Absolutely loved his tactical genius. Um, there were a couple of times where they actually convinced me that he was more playing things maybe by the cuff a little bit here and there, where he hadn't thought it through completely. And I much preferred that to him you know, always being able to outthink everybody. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he, he was a very entertaining character and definitely, definitely got the Hunter Hunter vibes from him. Yeah. Um, I, I especially like there's a, there's a test where he just like flops, you know, they show him he's this strategic genius multiple times, but they also show he overthinks and he does have a weakness there. So I really appreciated that. Um, I really like that even though he's a good guy and he's doing everything to help bomb and help his friends, he's doing some shady stuff in the background. Like he's getting, he's orchestrating murders and, and all for the purpose of the greater good of his friends. But yeah, he's not a good person in any way. And, and so I really enjoyed that, that gray morality with him. Um, and my favorite line in probably the whole thing is when he tells Rachel, I wish I'd met Bomb before you Yes. Did. That was oh such a, a mic oh, drop I moment. Loved and, that moment. Holy and crap. It, 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 it's him saying, I see through your crap. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't deserve the adoration he gives you. Um, yeah. It almost kind of redeemed Bomb a lot in my eyes because it was like, yeah, he has this major character flaw. And it's wasted on you. <laughs> yep. So yeah, great character. And now, uh, for the moment, I have waited two weeks to talk about <laughs> Rock Wrath Razor. <laughs> uh, this giant crocodile of a man in a huge red cape, a giant spear, who just wants to fight everybody, and he thinks everything is a turtle. <laughs> he's he, awesome. He's so like great. if. If I were to describe this character and what he does in this story to someone without any context of the anime, they'd probably go, you're playing a barbarian in Dungeons & Dragons, aren't you? Yeah. He's very much the meathead of the group. You think he's going to be an antagonist, but he comes up an ally. Uh, what Guys, thoughts on Rock? It's such a great addition to this team because we have Pure Heart and you know, does his thing because he believes it to be true. And then you've got scheming, maniacal, but, you know, good-hearted coon over here. And then you got, I might be dumb, but I have instinct, and I'm going to just do what I want to (laughs) do. And I'm going to fight when I want to fight. And he meshes perfectly with this group. Uh he, he 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 makes up all their strength flaws. He makes up all of their uh, indecision flaws. Uh, he he's and also he's hilarious. I love this character so much. Yep, yep. Absolutely loved how he's uh, he's such a sucker for chocolate bars. <laughs> that cracked me up so much. And also just how you know even he fakes it. He has more camaraderie than he realizes he has. You know, he cares about the other characters, but he will never let on with that. 
there's a moment where he gets his comeuppance because he's walking down the hallway and runs into somebody who's way more powerful than him, <laughs> but it's very short. And he's like, get out of the way, tiny person. <laughs> and so he gets shrunk down and do a chibi version of himself for like a day or so. And it's just, he is brilliant. He's, uh, he adds that, that sort of slapstick humor that this anime really needed to, to bring down the dramatic sort of, um, you know, the, the levels of, and also to, to compensate for some of Bam's blandness, yeah. you know, because rocks in the wings being funny. I think one of my favorite lines from him is when after he solves one of the puzzles, and this is the one you were talking about where Kuhn was like, um, he, he was going to take too long. And, and so uh, so Rack just kicked the door open and walked through it out of instinct. And when he realized that what he did was the right thing, he's like, yeah, of course it was, because I'm a genius. I'm the strongest <laughs> and the smartest. Rack the genius. And he's just like going on about this for a long time afterwards, singing his own praises. I love this guy. Uh, yeah, it, I, the T-shirt when he's small is great. But I think <laughs> my favorite internal dialogue of his is, you're not going to manipulate me with these chocolate. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's 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 committed to what his heart wants um and, and everything you guys said his comedic timing is fantastic i, I love them from the first episode he's he's in in this the second episode uh, his he has a scene in the final moment that like broke my heart i was like oh my god i cared about this character so much that even if everything else was bland this one character would have carried me through um he, he needs his own spinoff <laughs> yep. all right um so what they run away from him and then Kuhn and Bomb decide to team up. And we also see that there's three two characters fighting and another character watching. One is Hots, who is a he carries two swords, he's very powerful, but we don't get a lot of time with him. Uh he, he fights with Kuhn a lot. <laughs> Their personalities clash. Uh, but there isn't a ton we get of his backstory, so I, I didn't list him as a character to talk about. Uh, but we do need to talk about the other two characters in the situation. Um, Anak, who is a little girl with... Who, she basically she has a lizard tail. She's green, and, and Rock calls her the lizard. And she also has a green sword that can turn into this whip that can create multiple, multiple blades and, and huge blades. Um, and her and... and Hots are fighting. So, what did you guys think of Anak, the green lizard princess fake? <laughs> uh, I didn't think much of her until we get like a lot of scenes with her later on, and then we get her backstory. Um, and once we once she kind of gets fleshed out, uh, she's a really great addition to the cast. Um, she she has her own motivations and it doesn't seem to be too involved with the top of the tower. Uh, but also uh, it was really neat to see that she shouldn't exist in this world either because her mom broke the rules. Um, and that, uh, that, that was a cool story point as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was a little bit, um, I mean, I was always curious about her, but she was a little bit annoying cause she had a clear chip on her shoulder. Um, but it it wasn't obvious what it was, which I mean that's good. That's good storytelling. Um, but she was just kind of the the angry girl <clears throat> that had a lot of power and was just lashing out at everybody. And 
I don't know. To me, that's just kind of a boring character. It doesn't matter who it is. If they're just, just angry, lashing out, that's just really boring. But once they started to bring in um, her background and the things that, that she's been through and and also giving her an opportunity to to grow a little bit, and they did. They put the spotlight on her more than most of the other characters, the side characters. Uh, she was pretty cool. I I found her to be not necessarily a favorite, but definitely a character that I'm going to remember. Yeah, I, and I honestly didn't even write her name in this episode when you first see her, because my assumption, seeing all the, the you're seeing all these tons of characters in the in this second episode, and I'm like, these are all like upcoming battles, characters yep. that need to be defeated, um, to to grow and, and evolve, and the anime doesn't do that. It instead turns them into competitive allies, um, each with their own backstory, and you know some. Sometimes they'll help you. Sometimes they'll backstab you. Sometimes their motivations will overwhelm your objective. Um, and, and that was really cool. I I found her interesting from the crown game on. Once once yes. they did the crown game, I was like, okay, what's this is interesting. And she also um, has repercussions to her actions that affect the story that I thought were really cool, which we'll get to when, the, when we talk about the crown game. So, yeah, I think she was a, a, a great addition to this. Um who is not fighting is the character Shibitsu, who is a young man in a tracksuit who seems like he came from another anime and showed yes. up anyway. He literally is like, and I guys don't attack me. Oh, oh, you're not. You're you're ignoring me. Waving his arms like I'm over here. <laughs> I want to fight too. Um, completely outclassed by every other character, and yet keeps on trucking. And I have a soft spot for the underdog, so I really like this character. What do you guys think? I I liked him. He was definitely more of the heart of the anime. Um, he definitely was there to exposition the emotion of the scene. Mm. But he was he he earned that spot. He did he didn't feel token as far as that particular role. Um, so it was uh, I. I think watching him struggle through that first wall of Shinzo, which we'll get to. Um, so good. Ki- kind of made me f- have a little more um, root for him more because I was like, okay, he's at least is strong enough to be here. And he's shown that he ha- does have some fighting skills that he can hold his own. Sure, he's not nearly the powerhouse that most of the people here are, but it makes me want to root for the underdog kind of character. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's one of the few characters that I actually would would say I shipped with somebody <laughs> because <laughs> him and the old hag, Serena. those two, yeah, they really they they meshed perfectly. Um, it was it was really cool to see. Um. But yeah, I I really enjoyed him as a character, and I loved the Bruce Lee reference. I mean, he's like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, he he was great. Okay, um, so again, the announcement comes out. All right, the fighting is over. We're down to two hundred. Now you have to make allies. You have to have be in groups of three, and you have to be touching before the timer when the timer runs out, and then you will get to go on to the next level or the next test. Um, this I, I at first I was like, oh, that's cool. But then the more I thought about, it, like, that's that's brilliant. Because if you were in the middle of a fight with someone, they now suddenly become your best option to get to get mm. going. You have to lay aside that that grievance of we were fighting, which 
you know, Anak and Hots do very well. Rock, not so much. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, yeah, who cares about the test? I'm hunting turtles, <laughs> and I'm going to hunt turtles. Where, where he like chases them, and they have to trick him and then jump on him at the last second to force him on their team because there's no one else. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I really like this test. But they do pass it. They jump on Rock. They go on to the next test um, where they are in a spaceship. It's yeah, really, it's really called Evan Kell's mothership, and <laughs> and so this uh, test administrator comes out, and his name is Laroro. Um, he's a, a, a tall, blonde-haired man. He has spots on his cheeks, and he's actually just like this really chill test administrator. He um, he comes out, and he he. I thought he was like, oh, he's flooding the room with water to like flush people out of the spaceship. But he's not. Yeah. That's literally just their magic. And then he creates a, a wall out of it. And he's like, hey, if you can walk through the wall, you can come through. And he says this because not too many people passed. We weren't expecting this many people to pass. we got to whittle down the, the field. Um, if you can get through the wall, you'll be strong enough. And like one person complains, like, that's not possible. That's not fair. And he's like, literally every room near the top is this only this like if you can't get through this you can't survive higher up and and so everyone you know people are trying and that coon and rock are waiting and they're like hey but where's bomb and they look and bomb's already standing on the other side when the wall was made it just he just went right through it it didn't yeah. touch him at all and so the this administrator's like oh why are you here? And he's like, oh, should I go to the other side? And, and he's like, no, I guess being lucky is a skill. And, and they sit and talk. Um, so, yeah, we, we officially get to meet the character. This is where we learn about uh, regulars and irregulars. Uh, but what do you guys think of LaRoro? I actually really liked LaRoro. I thought he was interesting. Um, even though we don't get a lot of screen time with him, there's he's very subtle. And they did a great job portraying his uh, his thoughts based on his expression and his eye movement. And you see that there's quite a bit of um, suspicion and, and a, just a general lack of trust among the people that are running these tests, these, these three individuals. And it's especially between LaRoro and the, uh, the director. Um, I'm talking you. Well, I yeah. will call you the whole time. Coffee guy. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it eventually gets to the point where LaRoro actually decides, you know what, I'm done here. I'm going to go climb the tower to get some answers about what's really going on. Now, this guy is a ranker, which we learn is somebody who's already climbed the tower. So that leads to so many odd questions about, like, what is what is he going to gain by climbing the tower again? Is it like a genie where you get a few answers, but not all the answers? I thought you get all the answers. You know everything. Um, and if you do, when you get to the top, if you become a god, why are these people just employees down here administering tests to other people? You know, like, it's really confusing. Maybe it's all a lie. I don't know, but... but he was kind of the center of a lot of those thoughts for me and was very entertaining while he was doing that. I, I liked in this particular scene that he immediately forms an attachment to bomb. He's just like, huh, you're obviously not what you seem, but you are way too innocent to be a threat. <laughs> so why don't you go here and sit over here? Um, I really liked this character because he obviously has been doing this a while and he knows the inner workings of the system. It, 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 it's like an employee that's been at a 
low paying job for far too long. Um, but he obviously wants to follow the rules and he wants people to have a fair shot at getting through these tests. Uh, and he's, I, th I think that makes him a compelling character because he obviously sees something is going on in the background that management's not telling him about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's and uh, yeah, but besides that, I think he's a great like mentor as well because the other characters seem to really latch on to him as well. And even we have a, uh, but we end up getting a scene where they do uh, a funeral and he shows up out of respect. And that's, that's really cool. He, he's really interesting as he's the first character we meet in a position of power. And then we watch him go on this journey of realizing he's a pawn starting taking action because of that. And then realizing those actions were part of the, the plan of his pawnness. And then finally just saying, screw it. I'm throwing off the shackles. There, I, there's one way for me to do anything about this and I'm going to take that action. Um, and we, and, and like Jeremy said, it's not, he never like really comes out and just yells it or, or says it out loud. It's usually in his like, did I just get played? Yeah. You know, and, and the quizzical looks on his face. Um, and because, you know, he is nice to the characters. He, he's, he's uh, compared to the other administrators. You're like, Oh, I like this guy. I want this guy to do well. Plus just another Hunter Hunter reference. You remember the clown guy from Hunter Hunter? Mm-hmm. This guy reminded me of him just in his character design. And that guy's a jerk. The clown guy is, oh boy, he's a monster, especially in the first few seasons. So seeing this guy remind me of him, but be so different in his behavior was, was also cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, we see characters walking through. Rock goes through easily. Coon goes through easily, except for his bag gets a little stuck, but he manages to pull it through. Um and then we see, like, Shibitsu and a girl named Serena really struggle to get through, showing that they are the lower-level characters here, but they do make it through, and then the rest are, are, are have failed the test. Um, and it should be mentioned that Lororo warns Bomb, be careful of Kuhn. Kuhn mm. is well-known among the higher-ups of the tower. He comes from... Prestige. Uh, then the third test begins. Uh, we we see a scene of Kuhn being th cast out, uh, banished due to a princess, which we will find out what that means more later. Um, and th they get told, but, so people are testing one at a time. They're, they're waiting for their turn, and this like bag man, <laughs> a man is made of bags. Yeah. That, because there's like all these different species of, of people that like there's really weird character designs sometimes. So there's, there's one guy who's like a rice guy inside of a rice patty. Oh yes. um, but this is a, like a man made of, of uh, bean bags. Uh, and he comes up and he's like, man, isn't it weird that if any, after five minutes, people start screaming, but anyone who gets done before five minutes doesn't scream. That's weird. And then he starts mocking Kuhn, and Kuhn's like, no, I don't trust anybody, I don't trust you, leave me alone, don't talk to him, bomb. And they go into the test, and they're told uh, there's a room full of doors, and there's a giant clock on the wall, and you have ten minutes to pick a door. And we meet the administrator of the floor, so this would be Lororo's boss, 
uh, Han Song Yu, who we'd mentioned earlier. Um, quick thoughts on him, because if I would say if there's an antagonist right now, it's him. Yeah. Now, the quick question about him, though. The, when they go into that test room with him, Kuhn recognizes him, right? Yeah, he, he knows Kuhn, too. So yeah. that leads me to believe that are they from the same family? And this administrator had climbed the tower before Kuhn, he got there? Kuhn is his family name, so this guy's name would also have to be Kuhn to be from the same family. Okay, but are they both Kuhns? No, I don't think so. this guy's name is Hong Tsong Yu. That's his whole name. Oh, okay. Okay. Because this guy is he's in the same school as Kuhn as far as thinking ahead, always one step ahead as far as his plans, manipulating the people around him. Um, and I actually really liked that. It, and, you know, he would probably be a second tier antagonist as far, but it also seems like he's just kind of doing the work that he's been asked to do. And By the bunny guy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but his is a lot more subtle. Like when Kuhn's plans go off, it's usually in the moment and they don't usually stretch too far out. Uh, sometimes there are multiple day plans, but this guy has a plan that's just you know, much like that, just that next level as far as complication and like manipulating people around him, including the people that work for him. <laughs> so um, I found him to be extremely fascinating and I really liked his demeanor. And I think also I love that he's like, come drink coffee with me. And then uh, the other guy's like, instant coffee? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's always drinking coffee. So that, you know, special place in my heart. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting how he handled the uh, covering his own butt. You know, he was making all these plans, but at the same time, he was always like, I have deniability on all this. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I'm doing exactly what you're paying me to do. And uh, and <laughs> and I really enjoyed that about him where where, yeah, he's he's definitely aware how precarious his position is, because the people that he is working that he are is working for and also that he's working against it appears at least because of the people that he runs into either one of them could either kill him or remove him from his position it seems like and so he's fully aware of the, the game he's playing has very high stakes um and yet he still keeps his cool and uh, yeah you mean the people who can kill him do you think Laroro can kill him no i think that the princess okay killed him okay um, I did love that every interaction with the other regulators, uh, he never asked a question he didn't already know the answer to. Oh, yeah, man, this guy, this guy's playing 40 chess when everyone yeah. else is playing checkers. <laughs> um, it, is her name, is her last name you, that princess with the dark hair, the one that gave him the sword? Uh, I just know her name is Yuri. I don't know. I didn't write her last oh, name. Oh, yeah, it's Yuri. I'm thinking Yuri means you, but that's not right. Yeah, no. yeah Yuri Jihad. Not really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yuri Jihad. <laughs> Yuri Jihad. Um, my only thoughts about you is that it was a little frustrating how <laughs> how much he was manipulating, and I was having a hard time. Like, I literally screamed out, like, why are you and LaRoro so against odds? What is going on here? And at the end, it is very much explained. You're like, oh, okay, I see... 
I now see what angle you're coming at. You're you have a master. You have an intention. Um, and I do think I have been spoiled on what their plan is. So I'm not going to say any more about that. Hmm. But um, I found him frustrating at times. Uh, Jeremy already kind of mentioned this test uh, is the one that Rock kicks the door down and they win because the the answer to the test is you just have to pick a door in five minutes and you win. It doesn't matter what door you pick. Um, and and Kuhn was freaking out because he's like, where's the clues? What do I need to know? And, and, you know, is the clock a part of it? And the clock's just cheap, keeping track of the five-minute timer. Um, <laughs> but before Rock kicks the door down, when the test starts, Rock freaks out and starts climbing the walls yeah. <laughs> in, like, chibi cartoon form, too, just freaking out. And then eventually he's just like, screw it, and he kicks the door down. And and you uh, was like, that is correct. You just had to pick any door. Um, I also really like that we see Shibitsu and uh, Anok and Hots go next, and Shibitsu is the one who's like, oh, we just have to pick a door in five minutes, right? Okay, we'll just take that one. Um, usually he's the, the worst of the group, and for the ones he's able to to be the problem solver, and I like that. Mm-hmm. He actually solved the riddle, too. It wasn't just because somebody told him to. Well, the bagman, so the bagman we find out is actually working for you, giving hints to people just to see if they'd be willing to trust an outsider or if that would throw them off. Um, and he, I think he had gotten the hint from the bagman as well, but he was like, yes, that, that totally makes sense. I believe it. Yeah. Cause he pointed out that the clock up there has a five minute interval, but their timers were set to nine minutes. And so right. it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, then Laroro, uh, I should also mention that that character who lent the, the black, it's called the Black March, the sword that that bomb is carrying. And, and when people see it, they always freak out. Um, we see every once in a while, see, and I'm not going to cover everyone, but you see scenes of her trying to climb the tower and getting lost and, and always being like, man, why are we always lost? And that'll, that'll pay off later, but just know that. Um, and then Laroro comes up to everyone's like, hey, guys, we're going to do a bonus test. And if you pass this one, you get to skip all the rest of the test for this floor and you get to go up. Uh, is anybody interested? And everyone, of course, says yes, because there's no cost to play. And so they are put into the crown game, which is basically a King of the Hill style game um, in teams of three. And you're you're in a cell and you get to come out and they're going to do five rounds. You get to come out if you take the crown and you have to stay on the throne and your teammates have to defend you from any other teams attacking. So if you have the throne, you're at a disadvantage because you only have two people fighting. But if you go too early then you know you'll get attacked a lot if you go too late then too many people will be attacking so it's all this this strategy again very hunter hunter kind of concept Mm -hmm. that is thrown at us um to kind of go through it fast uh anok and her team go first we see how powerful she is she takes the but she takes the the crown and sits on the throne they're like dude you're you're our, our power hitter what are you doing um and then in the next test, she's able from the throne to defend herself with her weapon, which is the green April. And it has a reaction to Bomb's weapon. <laughs> she um, actually jumps off the throne and, and goes, it kicks open his cell and is like, you have one of the weapons of the princess of the Jihad. You're not supposed to have that. Please, you know, you give that to me right now. And Lororo has to step in and be like, okay, you're disqualified for one thing, but also you can't be doing this. Um, and she makes a bet 
and bomb doesn't want to he's like i i promised i would bring this back to yuri but it, it carried me up and i've been stuck with it ever since and she's like no if you lose if you win the game i'll give you my sword if you lose the game you have to give me your sword um and then when she's walking back to her cell a, a Oh, I need to mention the the other team that has arrived. The reason yeah. they're doing a bonus game. Uh, uh, one of the administrators was running the first test, and he blew it. And everyone got killed except for one team. And to fix that, they're doing this crown game to kind of filter this team into the rest of this group. Uh, in this group is Rachel, uh, a giant monster man, and uh, another young woman who wants to kill everybody. And... <laughs> While Anak is walking by her cage, this young woman says, you're an imposter. Uh, the test continues. Eventually, uh, Bomb and Poon and Rock get, get the crown in like the third round. Um, we learn Poon's bag can store items and replicate items. So he makes like a ton of crowns, has distractions. And then, and then the next round, he's like, I'm going to lay down. I'm not fighting. And you found out. One of the teams there, he actually carried in his bag this yeah. whole time, telling them, you know, I'm going to call in a favor and you're going to help me. So they defend him anyway. So he wins that round. But in the final round, these this new team comes out and Bomb has seen Rachel and is like, why is Rachel here? And then a masked woman with a staff comes out and starts wreaking havoc. She's able to beat Rock. Um, she's she's messing with everyone, and the cloaked team, this new team, starts helping Bomb's team. But Rachel gets put in danger. Bomb jumps off the throne to save her, gets hit in the head, so they lose. But then that's when the golden water Shinzu. I keep wanting to say Shitsu like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, now I'm gonna see like little shitsies pouring <laughs> out everywhere every time they yes. have magic. And it literally like slices her eye and breaks her mask off. Yeah. She's this red haired woman. And so no one officially wins the game. Uh Bomb wakes up three days later. How did she fit her hair in that suit, by the way? Like magic. Shih tzu. Oh. <laughs> Fair I, enough. And I've ruined it. You have. <laughs> She she literally has like you know almost waist length hair. Yeah, <laughs> and she's in a complete. It's great because the uh, um the murder princess yells out, you know, aren't you ashamed fighting in that full body tights? Like because they are. I mean, like she's just wearing these black tights that cover her entire body. Yep. Um, three days pass and and bomb finally wakes up. Uh, the next test officially has begun. Uh, but it's something very different. Now they are all getting basically class, uh, right? Yeah, they're gonna assignments. So I didn't write them down. There's like fishermen, there's scouts. Uh, basically, there's front line and all the way to the strategists in the back and and magic casters. Bomb has been put into the magic caster group, but his instructor has been late, so he's been allowed to sleep a couple extra days and not be disqualified. Uh, Lucky boy. Uh, we we also see Rachel visit his room and talk to Kuhn and, and ask Kuhn to lie and say, it wasn't Rachel you saw. And, and Kuhn does and bomb doesn't believe it for a second, <laughs> but they try. This is one of the things that actually endeared bomb to me was that he, people are trying to tell him that it's not Rachel. He knows it's Rachel and yet he still holds himself back and doesn't go and act like a brainless dog. 
right. and throw himself at her. He's he's actually starting to think, even though he doesn't finish <laughs> for a long time. He starts. Um, Tom gets a new outfit here. Oh, and so then he goes to class, and, and to become a magic user in the tower, you have to have a contract with what's called a guardian. And we learned the guardians are... If God's in charge of this tower, the guardians are in charge of God. <laughs> um, Each and, floor, and, right? Because there's a yeah. guardian per floor. Yes, but the guardians are... They're basically like the real behind-all-the-scenes powerhouses. They look like yeah. summons. Like from a Final Fantasy game. That's what yeah. they're um, But it, you're, not, you're not allowed to use magic in the tower unless it's coming from a guardian. You have to have a it, contract with the guardian or uh, like a magic item that will let you to do it anyway. But you're not supposed to use magic. So what Bomb has already done, that's a big no-no. The weird thing is that in the sub, you know what they're called? Administrators. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? It takes all the magic out of it. They're bureaucrats. They are called administrators. Ah. Yeah, they're oh. called Guardians in the dub. Um, I should also be mentioned that Larora goes to you and is like, hey, something's wrong. Bomb knows Rachel, and isn't one of the rules you're not allowed to know anybody in the test? And he's like, yeah, let's not worry about it. He's like, these tests are really to filter out problems. It's not just about helping someone get to the top. It's about finding the problem people we don't want to be stuck in the tower with us <laughs> we're like a filter yeah yeah in the sub he says threats to the tower mm -hmm. and that's fascinating because laroro looks back and he thinks of you know the moment just not that long ago <laughs> when bam turned into orange shih tzu and he was uh the way they described it was <laughs> the way they described it <laughs> it's so good i can't let it go they they described it as if he actually turned into it um yeah and so like this became... is something yeah became the energy this is something that could rock the tower at its foundation um so th yeah very interesting um because they say king jihad was an irregular right i think so well i my, oh i can't i, can, I guess i i assume jihad made the tower but i guess that's just my assumption i don't think i can remember anyone saying that so, no, yeah, they never said that true. he made it. He just said he rules it. Yeah. It, in the sub, they said he was the first person to reach the top of the tower, which implies okay. he was there before. Okay. Um. So yeah, he encounters this guardian, which is basically he's floating in this other dimension with this giant monster. The monster's like, "You look tasty, but I will form a contract with you." So he's allowed to use its magic. Um, well, he mentions something interesting here. He's like, "I'm gonna." form a contract like with you like everyone else is forming contracts but for you it'll be a shackle and i think what he meant by that is the power way more i'm giving you is yeah. more of a hindrance than what you have on your own mm -hmm. we we get a shot uh we learn that rock leaves the it's kind of weird this anime kind of becomes like a high school anime for like a few episodes because mm -hmm. everyone's in class and learning their these new roles and rock leaves because to pass the spearman role that he has been assigned, you just have to hit this target super far away, and he was trying to do it, and that big giant monster guy with Rachel does it in one shot, and he's like, I'm out, and he just leaves. He's like, I'm returning to the wilderness to get stronger. 
um, later he he just shows back up and he does it one shot. He's like, I passed, and he officially passes before everyone else. And I love that scene. He's he's got the little banner on that says pass. He's like, you losers have to keep testing. Yeah. <laughs> um, constantly consuming chocolate. I love that while everybody else is testing, he and the big scary guy are having an eating contest with candy bars. <laughs> Give us more chocolates. Um, <laughs> the scouts, which are like what Shibitsu and Hots are, they're, they're to pass, they have to form friendships. They have to go around with a piece of paper giving, I will be your friend, written. Uh, which will be important yeah. later. Then we get a battle during a class test type thing uh, between that hooded woman who was leading the Rachel's group, whose name is Endorsey, uh, versus Anok. And we learn that Anok is not really Anok. She is Anok's daughter. And Anok was a princess. And now princesses are not born from God. He literally picks powerful women and they are considered his daughters but they're also they're not allowed to breed they're not allowed to they're not allowed to have sex they're not allowed to have relationships they are his and they they compare him to like shoes on a on a shelf um they are for display only and now he blesses them with more power too yeah they're also super powerful uh Anok's mother had you know broke this rule found a husband who apparently she still fought with all the time <laughs> i thought that was funny um <laughs> But then had it had a daughter and they have been killed since then. So Anok is here to avenge her parents' death because the royal family had them killed. And Dorsey is also a princess uh, and she knew the original Anok and she has recognized who this Anok is, that she is the orphan of, of her sister. Um, so what do you guys think of Endorsey, who kind of starts off very villainous and then slowly evolves again as she meets Bum? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her um, as far as like the she comes off kind of bratty at first, but I mean, obviously, she's very powerful amongst all these different people in these groups. But again, she's got a soft spot for bomb because she's kind of attracted to him, you know, not overtly. But, you know, he she said multiple occasions like he's not here. You know, he's easy on the eyes. But um, <laughs> she's uh I, I don't know. She seems very one note and didn't seem to provide much storytelling. But later on, I do like her relationship with Anok and how that developed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought her backstory was interesting and it, it did a good job of explaining why she is the way she is. But, oh, man, um, just the sheer amount of betrayals that she does like she is the traitor character (laughs) and at first that was kind of grating on me a little bit i'm like oh god just die already you are horrible (laughs) you're betraying this person and you're betraying that person and you're stabbing this person in the back um but all of it made you know tactical sense for the situation they were in if all you care about is winning then she made the right calls i you know, it's unfortunate to say, but it's kind of a war the way that they're climbing the tower. And, you know, you just got to win at that point. I, I also really like how she grows a soft spot for this 
who, who's yeah. really supposed to be her the you know her enemy. Of course, and, they have to break each other's bones first. <laughs> yeah. I also like that she's um, her biggest weakness is that she can't stop wearing high heel shoes into combat. Yes. And I like screws her every time, and I'm like, okay, good, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So they they have this battle and end up dragging each other off and and breaking each other's bones and falling. <laughs> And and then kind of coming to an understanding where they're they're not friends, but they kind of are. They basically are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bomb continues to improve at using spells, and there's a character named Ho who he's a he's a one horned character. He comes from a clan that apparently hunted for their one horn, um, and Ho is not improving very well. And he's noticing that Bomb is, and it's kind of freaking him out. Um. Yeah, the jealousy really, really rises in this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting it's taken advantage of. Like, we see, like, this letter p- posted out front his door, and we don't know who it is until later on. And I think this is one of the first times for me where it was, like, overt, like, there's conspiracy going on. Who put that there? Why they put it there? Why are they trying to manipulate this guy? Because I thought it was going to be one of those things where... You know, uh, he, you know, Bomb comes to him and like they have some sort of understanding, and then Bomb like helps train him, and then they like that's not what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, we also see Bomb and Kuhn helping out uh, Shibitsu and Hots get their friend list filled up by bribing <laughs> and Dorsey and Anok with food because uh, you have to get a certain amount of points to pass uh, for some of these, and then you also have to use your points to buy your food. So now that they have broken bones, they're going to go broke um, with their their point system. I love that they take this battle-hardened character, and his great test is have to make friends. Because if you think about it, it's like, huh, what would be really tough for some battle-hardened guy that could pass nearly any physical test? Relationships. (laughs) (laughs) So then she has a terrible like, time saying thank you, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I love that Shibisu's calling him out on that too, where he's like, you're ruining every single attempt we make to try and get people to sign this and be our friends. Yep. So then uh, another test is brought up, and this is for everyone who hasn't passed their classes yet. And you don't necessarily have to pass this test to pass, because if, you, if you're able to pass on your own, you still can. Um, but this test could also put you over the edge. So and and the groups are divided into two teams, and it's noted that Bomb and a few of their friends are put on Team B, whereas uh, Kuhn and a couple of the teammates are put on Team A. And it's basically they say it's tag, but it's basically that you one member of your team has to have an it I badge on, and they're going to put it in minish. Uh, uh, what are they called? Regulator. Yeah. No, it's close. What are they called? Right, oh, right. the directors? Yeah, the testers. Oh, um, I can't remember what rankers. they're called. Rankers. Oh, rankers. Okay, yeah. So a ranker is going to be it for the, for the test taking, and you can either take his it badge or get out of the test area, which is multiple floors, um, before he takes yours, and you'll, you'll pass the test. Uh, Kuhn sets uh, a trap for him that doesn't go well. We, and then we meet the character Quant, who is another test. He's the one who messed up that one test for, for Rachel's group. 
Um, and he's very hot-headed. He's very lazy. He doesn't like to to do work, but he's also loves showing off his power. And they even say he's very limited in his power, but he's still way more powerful than everyone else there. Um, they set a trap for him. It doesn't work. And uh, so they... did you mention that Kuhn and Baum are on opposite teams at this yes, point? Yes, I did say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people were listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Anok takes the elevator to the top. She just has to cross this bridge. And then he starts running up the stairs and fighting through, you know, just knocking out everyone in his way. And when he, he goes through Shibitsu, Shibitsu tries for like five seconds and then loses. I love that even though he sucks, he tries his hardest. And I got to appreciate that. Um, and then on the bridge is Kuhn instead. And he's like, mm, what's going on? And Kuhn's like, I guess she got away. You you messed up. And he's like, no. You... And, and Kuhn's class gets what's called lighthouses, which are like floating blocks, computers they get to sit in for their strategy. Um, and he's like, no, you you turned off your lighthouse's lights and you put her under the bridge and hit her. But I can sense your lighthouse, so that's stupid. And Kuhn's like, no, I didn't. That's wrong. And he's like, well, I, how about I, me and me fall to the bottom. And then when your lighthouse turns off, she'll fall to the bottom. And we'll just figure out what's going on. So he grabs Kuhn. He jumps off. But as he's falling, she uses that, that um, she is underneath the bridge. She She whips and grabs him with her sword. And he falls all the way down by himself. She goes back up to the bridge and Kuhn gets back on his lighthouse. When she gets to the end of the bridge, though, he's still there and he grabs the badge from her and he still wins. And we haven't mentioned him, but his name is Lero. He's always wrapped in a blanket. He's always got a pillow. He's the most powerful magic user of the group, but he only does that by sleeping so much to gather up his energy. Uh, he was down there at the bottom the whole time, and he, he helped them get back up. But we also then learned that Kuhn flew down to the bottom and was like, hey, I need my group to fail the test so that Bomb's group will win. But I needed to show them how to win <laughs> like, so while they've been watching. So we're going to help you up. Also, I need you to keep an eye on Ho because something's up with Ho. Not that I know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so they failed the test officially, but characters like Anok and Kuhn, uh, they're fine because they already have enough points. Bomb's group goes, and Dorsey... And Dorsey starts killing her own teammates because she's like, hey, the best way to make sure that me and my sister pass, who I now consider my sister, uh, is by just removing the competition. I don't have to get the most points. I just yep. have to be in the top half. Uh, so she, And then Bomb's like, no, please don't. That's not right. And she's like, who cares? But he still protects her. And then she's finally like, yeah, you just go find Rachel. Uh, and then Ho also is looking for Rachel, finds her and takes her hostage with a knife. He's been told that basically if he takes out Rachel, he can take out Bomb, who is he's for the very same reason. He, if he can't outdo Bomb, he won't get to keep going. Uh, he's found by the test administrator or by Quant. Quant and Bomb fight a little bit, but Quant overpowers Bomb and, t- and does this freezing technique with him. If you, you put the water on him, you can freeze him for a second. Um, and then Bomb's able to replicate it instantly against Ho, but he still stabs Rachel. And so Bomb defeats Ho. And so Ho commits suicide. He's like, I, I, I'm a failure. I'm not going back to the life I was before, and I'm not going to win. I'm just, he kind of just curses everybody and then stabs himself and dies. Uh-huh. Um, and then 
Um, and Dorsey shows up and she fights Quant. He thinks he wins by stealing her jacket, which he saw the badge in, but it was actually her panties. That's anime. <laughs> and then she's like, she comes up and, and takes his badge, and so she wins. Rachel's wound uh, turns out has paralyzed her from the legs down, which we've already revealed <laughs> is not true. Uh, at the same time, the big monster guy, the, the only two people who have passed are Rock and her big monster friend, which I think his name is Ghost. He disappears. Um, and, and that's really important. But yeah, she's she's paralyzed. <laughs> Rock looking for him is some of the best comedy oh, in this section. Where did the big man go? <laughs> yeah. uh, we, I'm telling you, he just vanished. We then we find out that Coon is the one who left the note for Ho. He's the one who kind of orchestrated that no, whole. He but he was involved. He found the note later. Yeah, he found the note. Oh, okay. So he knew of it, but he—I I thought he put it there, but he was also manipulated to do that. That was no, my he, first thought, but it was the redhead lady that put it there. So he—he he sneaks into the room, puts it in his bag, and then puts it back because he can replicate it. Oh, okay. Um, this is when Rock gets tiny because you shrink him. <laughs> I love his T-shirt and little well, pants. Uh, everyone, everyone thinks Bomb's going to quit now that Rachel's paralyzed because he'll stay with her, but he's decided he's going to climb anyway, and he's going to carry Rachel with him this time. Um, and then they have a funeral for Ho. Everyone gets drunk. One of the, the characters, whose name is Serena, she was about... She was Shibitsu's rival friend. Um, same power level. She was the other one who struggled against the wall. She quits. Ho had been a friend of hers, and she doesn't want to take part in this anymore. So she's out. Uh, we see Kuhn visit LaRoro, but we never find out what they talk about, do, do we? I th I'm assuming Kuhn was kind of filling him in on, hey, stuff's going on. The only thing that we saw was that he handed him the letter and said, uh, somebody, somebody from your group, an administrator, director, somebody from your group wrote this. Yeah. Uh, we do then find out that... Um, Bomb's ma magic teacher is not the actual magic teacher. He's an imposter. He's a guardian uh, soldier of, of jihad. He He's there to kill Anak and take back her weapon and um, Yuri's weapon, too, if he can get it. Um, and you, at first, th they both summon, like, giant snakes, and you defeats him. And then you's like, no, no, you misunderstand. I want to help you with I don't care that you know do what you got to do I'll set things up to help you uh, so that will happen um, that's such a cool scene though by the way those two summon fighting which is also a big clue to what's coming because they're both anim, anim, animas, animas animas who are magic users who can control animals mm -hmm. um, they then the, 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 the group meets and they find out who passes, who doesn't pass. And one student's like, oh, I, I don't like I was in the passing group. How come I didn't I don't get to go on? How come I didn't pass? And you's like, oh, you got you have a complaint. Come here. <laughs> He's like, stand withstand this for one minute and I'll change my mind. And he basically pumps magic into him and, and, and hurts him real bad. And then he announces ghost. Uh, the big monster guy, because he disappeared, has been disqualified. And Rachel, because she's paralyzed, has also been disqualified. And Kuhn stands up. He's like, I also would like to complain. And he comes down and he's like, you should let Rachel climb so that Bomb can climb. Uh, 
and I would like to take the Guardian test to to make this happen. And he tells him, you can't take the Guardian test, only in a regular they are allowed to take Guardian tests, because you have to ask the Guardians to do it. And they do mention that Jihad took has taken the Guardian test, and no one's taken it since then? Something like that? Right. Sounds that, like yeah, it. Yeah, that's my understanding. Anyway, this is when Bomb stands up and admits to everyone, hey, I'm in a regular, so I volunteered to do this. So you takes him, and he has to. He goes face to face with a guardian, and he has to ask him if he can take the test. The guardian allows it, and then we see you turn to Rachel and say, "This is your last chance to climb the tower." I called it. <clears throat> <laughs> that was for someone else. That wasn't for anybody listening. <laughs> uh, the others are upset that that bomb is an irregular. So you, again. In the world of this tower, irregulars are harbingers of doom. They're, they're problems. They destroy. Um, and they all have taken a liking to them. And then Coon's like, well, I'm not going to help an irregular. I didn't know about this. And Rock's like, you have to help him. He's your friend. And everyone's like, you guys got to stop. We can tell you're faking. We already decided we're helping him. That is the worst acting we've ever seen. And Rock's like, my acting was great. You were terrible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, everyone is agreed to help with the test. And Rock is best boy. And Rock oh, yeah. is best boy. He's awesome. So the test is, uh, I, I can't go into the full thing, but basically they're going to put Rachel and Bomb in a bubble in the water and these dolphins which are actually seals and guys it i definitely have theories about why animals are slightly misnamed in this anime are in the sub are they dolphins called dolphins yep yep it's like what a six-year-old who doesn't quite remember what things are supposed to be called would name a seal like ah the thing that swims in the water dolphins i think yeah yeah but okay that's just that's a theory that has, has no relevance um they're going to be put in the water, and these dolphins make a net of magic to feed their queen, which is this giant butthole in the water. <laughs> they have to get yes. sucked up into it and spit out on the land, and then they pass the test. But the there's, <laughs> there's all these different things that are trying to kill the, the dolphins before they make their net. There are goblins. There are pigs. Worms. Yeah, yeah goblins worms. with worms, pigs. And there's a monster called the bull, which is so powerful that it would make rankers that the testers uh scared um and and then coon is he becomes the kind of the, the field general he's in charge of the plan and then bomb and rachel are sitting in the bubble waiting for everyone to save them they literally can hardly influence anything unless they get attacked um Shibiki- which is weird because this doesn't seem like much of a test of him right like if this is supposed to be a test of him it's a test of everybody else right which is super I, I weird would- I would say, uh, I mean, bomb obviously has an effect on the outcome of this thing, oh, though. So, so, in, so I'm interesting though. When the guardian said yes, the guardian said, "I'll leave the rest in your hands." This was all orchestrated by uh, what you, was yeah. name right? Yeah. So this is obviously not particularly a test for bomb, but more right. of an orchestration for you's plans, mm-hmm. which are the bunny man's plans, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, rice ball. All right. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of fighting that goes down. The bull uh, fights Anok and Endorsey and Shibitsu. Um, Endorsey and and 
uh, Anok are, are basically taking five-minute turns to see who can beat it first because it's so weak. And it runs away, and then Dorsey chases after it, and it captures her way more powerful than it was before. And then um, Anok runs into Ren, that the assassin that's been sent to kill her. Uh, he defeats her. He takes the, the green sword. And then the bull brings Dorsey and he tells Dorsey, you have to kill her. Um, I'm controlling the bull because I'm an anima. I can control animals. We we get an explanation of that from another character. There's a little girl suddenly in this episode that I hadn't even noticed that they're like, oh, I can sense underground tunnels. And I'm like, all right. Again, a lot of moving parts in this anime. It really made it hard on notes. If you can't <laughs> tell by a lot of the rambling that's been going on. <laughs> um, but they are saved. Because another princess of Jihad shows up, and it's Yuri, the girl from the beginning that lent the Black March. She's like, oh my god, is that my sword? <laughs> and you're messing with my sisters, which is weird because, you know, Anak, again, is not... Anak told us that the princesses of Jihad are part of what killed her family. And every time we meet a princess, they're like, I'm cool with you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, she... She wipes the floor with this Ren guy. She, um, she warns him, like, "You're not. don't attack me. Just don't. And he tries, and she, he spits all these monsters out of his mouth. She kills him in one hit. Then she flicks him, and he flies into a wall. Um, she she gives him, like, three opportunities to yeah. leave. Yeah. Meanwhile, her assistant, his name is Evan, he runs into you, and you's like, I don't see why any of this is my problem. Princess of the Jihad need to clean up their own mess. And Evan's like, do not kill the assassin. He works for God. You know, he works for <laughs> God. So Yuri has her other assistant show up and murder him. <laughs> Big hulking guy with a hammer. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rock also has this. So the, the goblins are being fought by the other people. Um, Rock has this great scene where they, they accidentally alert the goblins. They're all chasing him. And he picks up the this weird green Parasol. guy. Parasol. <laughs> And he's running with them. And then he stops. He's like, no, I don't run away from things. And he turns around and starts charging at them. Yep. Um, and, but they, Kuhn's plan basically is he makes the one, the, the pigs that attack the, the dolphins show up at the goblins and attack the goblins. So the, that problem takes care of itself. But Ren does send the bull after Bomb. And so Bomb has to fight this monster which is a really cool it's like a catfish eel with a sideways mouth and all these jagged teeth the creature designs in this anime were always really cool yeah um, i don't Why know about a rice so patty for a guy <laughs> yeah that's that one and it great. has a cape so it, that was like weird. The, the cape becomes its underwater like swimming apparatus yeah. <laughs> but but i thought it was so weird because you know we saw the size of it inside the uh the tunnels and it looked to me like it gained like it doubled in size it got huge um it got really really big it, it, to me this was a major throwback to the very beginning when his first test in dealing with the steel eel which was an underwater creature that was swimming around and it was the same exact situation in the same resolution yeah get eaten and destroyed from the inside but this time he does it with his own magic because he was he was shooting you know magic blast at it mm -hmm. um, but he eventually gets eaten he ends up back on on the the platform with rachel they get to the end and he tells her, like, the the Guardian asked me what I wanted, and I said it was just to be with you and to be with all our friends. Um, there's also a scene where his hands start glowing and her hands are glowing. He's like, look at our hands. And she's like, 
yep, they're fantastic. And then, so right before the exit, she pushes him off and he drops into the water and she goes up. She And she basically murders him. And she says, this is the end. And then we see the bunny guy goes, no, this is the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, then we see almost everything from Rachel's point of view from the whole story. Uh, she showed up in the tower first with Hendon. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't trying to get you. I was trying to get the other guy. You suck. Well, You're it wasn't him. It's like the tower wasn't. Like, because he said in the sub, he says the tower wasn't calling you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bomb was the you're one who's, who's mm-hmm. supposed to be taking Yeah, He tells her, you're horrible. You're weak. You're weak hearted. You're, you're a bad person. And then he puts a, a shield of water of the magic around her. So when Bomb shows up, he can't see her. That whole first episode, she was standing watching the whole thing. And she's like, wait, why is he so powerful? Why is he able to do this? And she's like, please let me climb the tower. I'll do anything. And and the bunny's like, okay, you have to murder him. And it has so to be this, by your hands. Yep, and it has mm-hmm. to be by your hands. And this whole time, she's been she hasn't wanted to do it. She's been like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm just, I guess, I'm not. Um, the reason she she hid in her room like during the whole high school phase of this anime because uh, she didn't want to confront him and she was trying to work up the courage to kill him and she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Finally. After something happened where she just got really, she's been getting more jealous and jealous of him, and she finally decided, yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna kill him. Um, <laughs> and the the big monster guy was given to her as a weapon and also an extra life. So if she died, he would die in her place, and then she would keep living. Which is what happened when she got stabbed and he disappeared. She got her, she used him to manipulate and then fake being paralyzed yeah all to set up for this test which is everything that you wanted you know this has all been manipulated and we mentioned the redhead girl which i don't think we ever got her name but the staff she's we find out she's a guide which is another completely different class than everything we've learned about and she's been working behind the scenes with you to manipulate all this to happen um and so she comes out and is like oh sorry everyone the bull ate bomb and so everyone passes, and they all agree to, to respect Bomb's wishes. They're going to help Rachel, who they all think is paralyzed, climb the tower. So good. Rock oh, starts wailing, and I lost it. I was like, wow, best character ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so they all ascend to the next tower, and then we see... We see some stuff like from the red-haired girl, like the way she manipulates stuff, and then she goes down into an underwater cave, and she finds bombs, and she has bombs body, and he wakes up, and she's now, like, "He's like covered in like a Shinsu bubble. Did mm-hmm. he subconsciously make that? I think so. I don't it think seemed, she did it. It seems to be the case that he subconsciously protected himself. I, I would believe it, but it, they never thought for a second he was going to die. Him surviving has always been part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so she comes down to him and is like, he's like, where's Rachel? And she's like, you really still care after what she did? And he's like, oh, God, she pushed me. And she's like, if you want answers, you're going to have to climb the tower to get them. He's like, no, I- I'm not going to get answers by going to God. I'm going to get my answers by climbing. Uh, you know, and she's like, well, I'm going to process train. instead of the end. Right. 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 Yeah. Which I'm guessing to him means I'm going to go get her <laughs> and confront yeah. her and figure out what's going on. 
um, and she's going to train him. And then the last thing we see is a long-haired man standing on the cliff. My daughter's theory is that it's Bomb. I don't know any better to correct her. She hasn't read this. Bomb. She hasn't no. read this far into the comic either, so that's not a spoiler. She she was way back at like the third test. So the redheaded guide is she basically the same class as the military garb guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He recognizes her, and in the uh, sub, they they're called navigators. And he's like, Navig- yeah, okay. the navigator doing in here. So they've got extreme knowledge of the tower, then. Mm-hmm. So again, I had mentioned earlier that um, this is a prologue. You know, you find out like this is where the true story begins. You know, Bomb's motivations are now properly set. Um, so I, I think that's important in, in rating this, even though it is kind of frustrating to find out. I just spent 13 episodes watching a prologue. How long is the story going to be? <laughs> yeah, I like that, though. That's cool. Any we did last... that with uh, the Viking one. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. true. Any last thoughts uh, or theories before we go on to our final reviews? Uh, one thing, and that is uh, in, in relation to the idea that Rachel is more than she realizes as well, even though she's a narcissist, <laughs> like a full-on narcissist. Yeah. Um, she wants to be the star. But when we got to see the hands glowing, we were seeing things through Bam's, uh, Bam's perspective. Right. right. And we know that Bam can see things because at the very beginning, uh, when there was that wall of Shih Tzu, that they were trying to go through. Um, and he was sitting there with the ranker and the ranker says, who do you think is going to make it through the wall first? We got to see through Bam's eyes then. And he could see an aura of around Anak. Shisu around Anak. Yeah. So what he sees is real. So her hands were glowing, but she couldn't see it when we then saw it later from her perspective. Yeah. That seems so great where she's just like looking at her hands like, Oh my god, I hate him so much. I can't. Yes. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, and and between the friends and that moment, I think is is where she was like, I'm just, I'm so done with this. I I just want to move on. I gotta kill him. I gotta kill him now. Um, but yeah, that also that scene where she's standing afterwards, she's standing next to the wheelchair, jumping up and down, looking out the window, laughing maniacally because it worked. It's over. He's dead, and I can move on and go up, and I can become a star. Yeah, and, and uh, another thing you had mentioned, Lororo quits and tells Quant he's been fired, and he's like, "Hey, let's go climb the tower and figure out what's going on here." Oh yeah, yeah. and then also apparently because he's gone, Quantus is also gone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Wait, I'm out of a job too." <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, I have other theories that popped up in my head, but they're again, they're mostly from a lack of information rather than a surplus of information. So, yeah. All right, let's go to our final reviews. Jason, what do you what do you give this one? Um, it was entertaining. It's got some decent story hooks that I liked, but the world just didn't pull me in, and I did not care about Bomb. Um, and like I said, I think if if they focus more on Yuri or at least turn bomb story around, it could be definitely a better anime. Uh, but I'd give this a three out of five. All right, Jeremy, how about you? Um, I really enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing the next season. I might actually sit down and watch the next season. If it comes out before I forget how much I enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) I think one of the things that really intrigued me was how fluid the, um, the benefits and the advantages were so right bomb gets this sword right in the very beginning he gets lots of help and then 
he loses it. And that's not something you see a lot of times in Shonen. You know, they get they get their trademark attacks, their trademark weapons. It's part of their art. It's part of their character design. You don't take that stuff away. But they did. They took it away from him. And I really like that. Also, um, going beyond that even farther to completely unravel everything, to take his group of friends that we've just seen grow together with him and take everything that they appreciate out of about him and their loyalty to him and misplace it onto this horrible narcissist hiding in a wheelchair is just brilliant. I, I love that. I thought it was such a great story beat because that's, there's so many cards now that get to be played about how that falls apart and what that does to the group dynamics as different ones start to realize it and other ones don't. I'm so curious about what, what's going to happen in regard to that. Um, I do think that in the next season, I'm a little bit concerned because they can't play that same card with her where they've concealed the kind of person she is. We know what, we know who, what kind of person she is now. So I would be really intrigued to see where they're going to go with it and how they can keep it interesting. But for this first season, um, I, I got to give it a four. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a four too, just because I was so entertained. I think Bomb will be more interesting going forward now that he is become a pawn in something that that's going to change his his pure heartedness uh, and seeing how that messes up him going forward Mm. there's a lot of moving parts which made it frustrating to write about we skipped over story points i don't have time for uh coon has a relative show up at one point and offered to take him away and we there's a lot of moving parts in this, and, and I don't think all of them are fully thought through either. I just have that feeling. Um, but again, I got to watch it with my daughter, who really liked it. We, I had a lot of fun theory crafting as we went. Uh, I was thoroughly entertained by the story, so I, it's a four for me. All right, um, our next anime is... <laughs> you guys are going to love it. It's time for some matchy. Sugu Tsugumomo. <laughs> What's Sugu, the English Tsugumomo. name? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I am looking at it on anime list right now, but I don't see. How do I spell it? Uh, T-S-U-G-U-M-O-M-O. Sugumomo? Yeah. Sugumomo. And it's the season two, which just came out. Um, I don't want to go back and watch season one first, because it looks like season two can stand on its own, and season two is... Uh, seems to be appreciated a little more than season one. Um, it is on my anime list. They've actually got the episodes there, and it is listed for. Huh? Uh, is it on Crunchyroll and Funimation? Does it say? Um, it, it says should in the more details. Crunchyroll is the source. Okay, perfect. and it's a spring 2020 release. Okay, so we're watching the second season of Sugumomo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time for some matchy. Just ev- everyone knows this is an adult series. There is some mild nudity according to uh, the interwebs. So please be aware of that when you watch it, if you watch it, and who you watch it with. Mm. All right. That's Jeremy's <laughs> pick. Jeremy's. You Jeremy's know, pick. I, I was looking at my options here. And I didn't see a whole lot. 
I was kind of debating between this and Unlimited or Unlimited or whatever, but I just don't feel like a a a, a cops and and wealthy detective story. I feel like something silly. This right. this do it. Let's do silly. Let's do it. Um. All right. If you have any thoughts on Tower of God or random etchy animes that Jeremy finds, <laughs> uh, <laughs> please leave a comment on Twitter at Baka Podcast or email. The anime bucket club at gmail.com or wherever you found the podcast leave a comment and we'll get back to us we thank you so much for those who are listening we uh, our numbers have been going up so we're getting more listeners every episode and we really appreciate those who tune in yeah let's say goodbye thanks for listening see you next time sign off